Hey there everyone, this is Asif. Welcome to Hello Educator. Before we get into today's episode, I uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, apart from SoundCloud, we are now also available in Google Podcasts. You can subscribe to our show in Google Podcasts app. You will be notified uh, whenever a new episode is up. We also want to thank you for all the feedback. Uh, it really helps us make the show better. To me, science is life. It's nothing else. episode we have uh, Bala Tandabani from Atal Academy Coimbatore. Bala is an engineer, researcher, innovator and an educator. He also uh, calls himself a tech monk. Hello Bala sir, welcome to the show. Hi Yassi, good morning. So tell us uh, something uh, about uh, Atal Academy as an organization and what you guys uh, do there. Atal is a Tamil word uh, which means energy and uh, that was the root of all this so our uh, core belief is that every individual is unique and has an inherent talent so Artrill Academy was founded by a group of friends and supported by uh, some of people who were uh, known to us so it, it we wanted it to be a platform to support individuals to discover themselves and also facilitate learning, research and entrepreneurship. So this is Artel all about. As far as learning is concerned, what type of uh, people come? What What is the usual age group that uh, come to Artel with respect to learning? Uh, the age group is uh, anybody uh, above uh, say um, 12 years and above. So we have had uh, children who are uh, academically in the fifth standard and above and we had people from parents who wanted to uh, uh, understand like what is the science and math all about. Uh, we also had industry people coming. Some of them wanted to become experts and uh, rediscover and relearn the fundamentals but others just came with uh, whomsoever had uh, inquisitiveness of what it is all about. They also happened to attend our sessions. Why do we learn? That is the first question. So the general answer is uh, because of curiosity, but uh, deep inside the mind, uh, there will be a reason. If we dig deep, deep enough, there will be some reason for which we uh, end up learning or seeking to start learning. Uh, scientifically speaking, there, uh, like we might have come across uh, one problem or the other, which we would like to solve. So that I feel would be the starting point for uh, learning as a student like say you know a 12 year old comes to Artel Academy what can he expect the takeaway that we wish is uh, to transfer the joy of knowing that science and math is so so simple and it doesn't take so many years like uh, currently there is a kind of a belief that it is very hard and people have to spend 20 years 30 years to do that it's really so easy we have discovered a way of doing it and that's what we uh, wish to transfer to whomsoever uh, visits our uh, Artrel lab and uh, academy because we have a program where uh, sixth to uh, tenth physics syllabus uh, uh, is explained and demonstrated in a span of two days and uh, another two days on uh, understanding the uh, 
higher concept of mathematics like uh, complex numbers vectors and calculus that's another two days so totally if somebody spends four days um, irrespective of the age or the basic knowledge level all we require or expect from the audience is a curiosity to learn that's it if if this is the attitude which is there in four days we can make them a self-learner in science they can uh, go ahead and pursuing learning whatever they want i mean we happen to see the atlas of learning that you had uh, planned for uh, making this happen within a span of four days mm-hmm. how to get get into the basics and all that mm. i think now you call it as the omg framework mm, yeah oh uh, my god yeah. that was the realization uh, <laughs> which we got uh, seeing the uh, exploring science yeah yeah can you just shed a little bit light on that and you know explain to our audience about what this omg framework is all about western documented history starts from uh, thales uh, in fact uh, Uh, being a person from uh, uh, origin from uh, southern part of india initially i thought of going the traditional way uh, maybe dig through tamil or like sanskrit but now there were two unknowns one is the language another is the science itself mm. so now having somehow uh, learned to know english mm-hmm. so then the choice was to go behind uh, western history okay so the end idea is to explore how human beings lived and how did they discover the aspects as we know, know of okay so how did tales come up with it how did euclid come up with the geometry how did pythagoras come up with the sound mm-hmm. how did archimedes invent buoyancy and all that so all this was fascinating so that was one route which mm-hmm. helped me learn and uh, because it looked like a indefinite uh, pursuit like a lifetime is not enough i was looking for a kind of a boundary which can help me to uh, kind of go in levels like mm-hmm. in a game mm-hmm. so level 1 i pass i go to level 2 like that then came uh, richard feynman's book where he uh, kind of equated uh, learning science to a uh, uh, game of chess mm-hmm. so if somebody wants to play chess the first job is to learn the rules of the game right uh, maybe like there are some 16 rules once we know the rules and knowing the rules doesn't take much time correct it doesn't mean that we are experts and we can win anybody Hmm. So, so if we take for example knowing the rules takes say 10 minutes but to uh, become an expert player it may take 5 years correct correct so it's a practice. practice so knowing is one thing practicing is another thing yes yes so with science the problem was knowing itself how many rules are there right which we right. don't know yes. so this gave me a clue of where to look for rules okay uh, so that's when the academic curriculum or the syllabus came to my rescue Okay. So started analyzing the textbooks from 5th uh, standard onwards. Mm-hmm. So uh, picking up all the concepts just letting down the english words and then picking up only the core ideas which were called as science or which were attributed under science. Right. Just made a list up till 12th grade or plus 2. Okay. So I was happy to see that there were only 1200 concepts within physics. Okay. and uh, also like uh, this was uh, compared across say our own uh, local curriculum samachi and also igcse cbse mm-hmm. there was not much difference then uh, just to see that we are not too far away happened to do an analysis on um, khan academy's uh, complete uh, lecture series which is a uh, beautiful that's where i also learned science from okay uh, which spread physics chemistry and mathematics okay 
So a last count that they made in February 2016 gave me 4,500 concepts only overall. Mm -hmm. So this, so which gave me a reinforcement that we are not far off. Okay. So now within this, let's say 1,200 only in physics, or total 4,500 in uh, maths, physics, and chemistry. Mm -hmm. I was always looking for some core idea. Okay. Because any subject you start with, you catch the core, mm -hmm. uh, then. the whole subject reveals itself okay uh, because uh, recently one of my friend uh, gave an example after seeing our uh, framework mm -hmm. he said you say what you have found is a seed mm. the moment you, the seed if it is sown it grows automatically into a tree mm. so what you are trying to say is you are just trying to explain what the seed is mm. uh, once your audience understands that then they are ready to understand the whole of this science and math and whatever correct, comes up correct so science and math or alternatively the rules of nature reveals itself slowly mm -hmm. the moment we understand the core concepts so that's the whole idea behind this uh, oh my god omg framework okay i i like the way how you uh, related with a seed and a plant that's making so much sense thanks to the friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay full form of omg is uh, Yeah, first is observe. Okay. O for observe, M for measure, mm -hmm. and G for generalize. Idea is like this: we want to understand nature. So the first level is as a human being, we experience nature through our senses, say like a touch of our body through our eyes, through our ears, to taste and smell. So this is this will be our experience. So we have something called as brain and mind. which will compare classify rank all that it does internally and stores the experience within ourselves now when does this concept of science and all this we are putting into us though we are practicing internally this starts when we start sharing our experience with others so the sharing may happen by just speaking or by demonstrating something so the first part o oh, observe comes up during either by explaining about something in some specific language or by demonstrating that something happened so others also get the same experience okay so for example uh, let's say i show a ball dropping from my hand to the ground people will observe that it is not moving up right left it is falling in a straight line and hitting the ground so this is the observation and experience that the others get by this demonstration okay Then the next question the brain asks might ask is the curious enough mind will be what if a heavier object is dropped will it fall at the same rate so then that is another demonstration and observation and experience so they also see that both are falling at the same rate so observation and demonstration will help to reach this level you understand okay this is what is happening mm -hmm. now the next question is how fast does it fall or how heavy are the objects so in english you can say heavy less far uh, short yeah. all that but if you want to quantify then we have to measure so this act of measuring is the next step which starts with m and in uh, science parlance it's called as physics so as far as we are concerned if we tend to or understand how to measure something that comes under the regime of physics okay now where does g generalize come in like once we have observed a stone is falling a glass is falling uh, will a big rock will a big human being will fall at the same rate or like how can i predict 
or generalize this behavior to other things and which I can represent in symbols which globally it's a single language and we call this as mathematics. So starting from the level of a layman, somebody who just want to understand by observation and experience, they just have to see the experiments or experience it. If somebody wants to be a science scientist, not even scientist, who wants to understand the science behind it and wants to become an engineer, they can get to the level of measuring. So okay. observation plus measurement mm -hmm. can make somebody an engineer. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody wants to be a technologist. Mm -hmm. They can go to the next level. They observe. They have the ability to measure. They also have the ability to generalize. So those are the ones who become technologists and pure researchers. So this is the framework that fits in. What is uh, more interesting uh, is the lab that you have. Mm. You have uh, picked up uh, used materials from across your uh, circle if if someone who is not into science or technology comes and sees it it, it would sort of look like a junkyard but in an organized way mm. but uh, when you get to the core of it uh, pick something for example the lp disc player or something like that uh, when we see that one thing is for, for some people it will give the nostalgia of how it is how and all that work. for the kids of this time yes. period when they see it they they get like really curious yeah so learning through such old materials technology that was used there and through that they are learning certain science concepts yes. that was really fascinating for me mm. so can you just uh, briefly tell about how you utilize all these old uh, uh, you know unused uh, materials to teach uh, certain uh, concepts to the children and the people who come to our trip see learning uh, happens in uh, multiple stages say like uh, first one is playing with the toys per se uh, a child may take it and then just see the behavior just get fascinated with it and may break it and leave it there that's all so initially they may not be even thinking of they will not even be bothered about what it does, how it works and all that. They are just fascinated. So first level is the fascination that has to come in. We had a concept called toy clinic. So in that we uh, collected uh, uh, toys, most whatever was accessible and then kept it for display. So anybody uh, who visited us could take it and play it just for the fun of it and fashion of uh, like um, getting fascinated by it. And we also had a structure in that, say suppose after playing, if somebody gets curious and comes and says, how does it work? We had a structure for that. So we had four levels in that, say first one was a toy nurse, second one was a toy mechanic, then third one was a toy doctor and the fourth level and final was a toy creator and a designer. So first level they play, if right. anybody gets curious, they ask, okay, now how do I do it? Depending on the level of expertise of who is asking the question, they may start at the level of a nurse wherein like they just have to ensure that simple problems are fixed and then done. Mm -hmm. And the next level would be like uh, they can predict across. See, let's say there is an electronic toy. A person who has nursed it, enjoyed a toy might know where is the problem, but he may not be a specialist. So identify a specialist and get the toy fixed. So once all this experience is gained, then finally they can even end up becoming a designer themselves. So everywhere there is a level. So this is one we established for toy clinic from which we can learn a lot. As you rightly, as if, uh, rightly said, the equipments which are considered old, 
they capture the complete evolution of the technology let's say from uh, lp discs to current uh, fm uh, players or the mini micro miniature discs like it's a phenomenal uh, evolution that has happened so that can be captured by the current generation and second thing is sometimes or mostly we it gives us an opportunity to rediscover something in a new way they may also have uh, different applications and uh, incidentally uh, when one of them asked why are you doing all these things uh, like somebody gave a old mixi then the instant response that came was why should a mixi die a mixi <laughs> why <laughs> why should not it assume something else so this was the second perspective and then uh, it's supposed to come under the regime of upcycling mm-hmm. and the third thing which helps us is to understand different industries instead of me going and fabricating a new machine from scratch mm-hmm. <coughs> we try to build things from already existing materials mm-hmm. let's say the most matured is the cycle industry mm-hmm. and the parts are also economical so we mm-hmm. go in that order mm-hmm. okay. anything we wanted to do first we go and see in an electrical shop or a hardware shop next best this in a cycle shop and then third industry is the sewing machine industry mm-hmm. uh, and then the textile industry then the automotive industry where one thing is the cost of the product which is already done mm-hmm. is very very competitive and these are all Uh, tested for almost lifetime so once you are able to utilize these parts you are, you are pretty sure that your product will keep working if mm-hmm. the design and selection is proper mm-hmm. so this gives double benefits like you get to know what is available in different industries mm-hmm. and also you can get the best products without reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. these are the benefits of using that so this is why we have an evolution library we call it where we have all the machines okay and we also extend the same thing to tinkering labs okay the concept of tinkering lab is let's say i have a audio device which is not working and some engineer mechanical electrical electronics and comes and sees and they get fascinated let me give it a try they can always give it a try so this is level 3 so one is starting with toy then looking at and then getting fascinated by how the inventions happen the third opportunity is to do tinkering and then finally we have some utilities and kits with which they can try to build new things which are available there mm-hmm. so it's kind of a diy lab do it yourself lab mm-hmm. once a person gets acquainted with all these tools and all this then when there is a new problem they are prepared enough to go and address the new problem with the learned skills so this is what we do okay and uh, collecting these items again came through people who knew us who came and saw and in fact uh, how we added to our toy clinic was when some of our friends go out we say when coming back you buy us a toy which is unique to the place which is price should not exceed 50 or 100 rupees awesome <laughs> okay second way we got is if anybody has a broken toy please get it get it fixed and take it back nice we will charge only for the components mm-hmm. and the uh, experience is the learning for us okay. so there is no charge and we had uh, students being the ceos of that uh, handling these things mm-hmm. so it gave them an entrepreneurial as well as a learning journey, journey. so this is the idea you are a by education mechanical academic education <laughs> you are a, you are a mechanical engineer yeah. but uh, you know you explored lot of uh, different things yeah. so uh, how has it uh, helped in uh, molding you how, how was the uh, learning journey 
are there certain uh, circumstances where uh, uh, the learning from one particular industry has helped you in the uh, other one how, how was it just just give a brief of uh, your experience there first started job uh, as a storekeeper then i was given a job as a uh, purchase engineer then i spent a little time in process engineering all this gave me exposure to like what all different components like where are how are things sourced how are things priced and all that then based on this experience i got an opportunity into working in a textile machinery manufacturing company into production and i also happened to uh, experiment with uh, the process planning and stuff like that then after that i got a position as a sales engineer with uh, one of the leading um, uh, tool uh, cutting tool manufacturing company where i was into sales so pretty much uh, i had an opportunity walk across automotive textiles aerospace all these industries uh, into specifically into manufacturing for around 8 years after that i had a chance because i did some software thingy and then i also got an opportunity to get into it field and where it took, gave me an opportunity to explore how computers work operating systems work and few softwares works and i also uh, it also took me to foreign countries because uh, during our age like uh, only entrepreneurs and business people had the ability to travel abroad but just because i knew it i was fortunate enough to travel to a few countries which gave a lot of learning and a lot of experience but all the, all the while our heart was uh, to local to our land wherever we were born so uh, came back so uh, then after coming back there was a calling uh, like uh, after seeing this it and all Uh, we were a group of friends uh, we asked ourselves okay what is there a programming language within india yeah i was getting there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like can't we build one yes so luckily we found uh, a mentor and a technically techy wizard like a very pious man who also had this vision so we uh, joined together and then for the first time it took almost 6 to 8 years to build a programming language and that was a moment that we lived it was a great opportunity to meet such people and also bring out the first programming language out of india yeah uh can you make the honors of telling the name of the language <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> the name was given as vakya okay vakya means sentence in sanskrit okay and we even ended up filing uh, five patents around the technology part and it was a full stack like uh, okay. only few uh, libraries that we depended outside but everything mm. was hand coded so that was a fantastic experience yeah okay. is the development still open for people uh, we have to rediscover the thing because uh, financially we were not successful we had to Whole, uh, close down the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, but still all of us are in touch mm-hmm. uh, if there is enough interest uh, nothing like it we would love to do that again awesome yeah. <laughs> nice oh, now you know you lot of youngsters uh, feel that there is a need for change in the uh, education uh, system some some breakthrough innovation has to happen to make the education uh, process uh, better rather than you know relying on memory mm. it has to be more like uh, skill based or concept based uh, what is your uh, how do you think proper education system should be basically uh, the education uh, system or what we follow uh, depends upon our individual abilities talents and our experiences okay so my recommendation for the 
average people say like people with high intellects and then very high memory levels and all that they may pursue different routes but reflecting my experiences and what i aspired in my childhood how it would be like how can i be a better person if given this kind of an environment so this was personal more of a personal journey and if somebody is uh, kind of connecting or uh, kind of is uh, synergistic with this kind of a journey and for them the education model which we propose would be more suitable because this is more of like first do the job before learning something first you have to sink in say like uh, gandhi ji's uh, naitalim uh, education system it says like first is work so you learn things around the work but the problem now what happened is what's happening is also somebody who starts work doesn't get into the theoretical aspects and largely people who get into theoretical aspects are not getting into the work part so this is where the com- conflict seems to be so we are just proposing a didactic learning method where do a little work do a little theory do a little work do a little theory so it goes together to give a um, say example let's take a mechanic you take the bike to his workshop they know how to fix it just by hearing the sound or like feeling it and touching it but you ask the next question can you design another bike uh, it's mostly the answer is on the negative side mm-hmm. so this is where it stops let's say the mechanic pursued the next level of abstraction then they would definitely be able to design our own machines so this is where i think we stop okay. so our effort is to give an experience of like first start doing some work then do some theory to so scale up so this is the proposal that we do by uh, making a claim this is right or that is right it's uh, very difficult because it's a societal thing say for example all the schooling system exists because large part of the population believes that is good right right exactly right yeah so now i can't go and say what you're thinking is wrong correct right? because correct. they think based on their experience right. they are right in their own way okay my our proposal is see i am an individual i had been a kid i had this problem so what kind of an environment will solve this problem or make me also a better person and a livable person mm. that's all okay based on that we have come up with this if there are children and parents who connect with this kind of a situation mm-hmm. they can choose this but other everybody need not choose this okay it may not fit in for everyone right, right. that is the idea yeah. okay tech monk yeah so can you just briefly tell tell us about uh, tech monk what it is or who it is okay <laughs> tech monk is also a way of life mm-hmm. which has certain attributes with which people can connect to people who have learned science uh, when i say what is this phenomena of body falling mm-hmm. if i say gravity they will understand mm. right if they say what do you mean by gravity mm. then i say atom my class mm-hmm. okay same <laughs> way now like uh, instead of saying i'm a businessman social mm-hmm. activist etc when somebody asks who are you i'll say tech monk mm. so then who is a tech monk there is a definition mm mm-hmm. tech monk will walk the path of truth mm-hmm. this is point number 1 mm-hmm. they will adopt simplistic living mm-hmm. so that you do minimal damage to the environment mm-hmm. environment includes earth living things non living things fellow human beings everything mm-hmm. so it's about harmonious living mm-hmm. 
the third aspect will be he should he or she should be self employed mm-hmm. uh, see uh, why we say self employed is because it gives a kick mm-hmm. because unless you do work you don't get money mm. and there are no fixed clientele who say okay this month i'll pay you mm-hmm. so it keeps us always on the run mm-hmm. and as far as we are concerned that's what life is mm-hmm. there is no moment of complacency which will set in Mm-hmm. this is from our practical approach mm-hmm. but from the spiritual approach we are just living at the mercy mm-hmm. we just wish and as long as we are doing it things may or may not turn up so mm-hmm. that is what gives the kick in life so mm-hmm. to summarize the truth simplistic living and then being uh, self employed mm-hmm. so after doing this it looks more of a selfish approach mm-hmm. now what we extend to do is like we can mentor or educate others in different areas of our expertise mm-hmm. so this is in a nutshell what is tech monk all about to understand it actually we have di- uh, divided into levels let's mm-hmm. say yeah when you are playing any game mm-hmm. there are levels level 1 level 2 level 3 so we have said it is first thing is to do monk 1 mm-hmm. once you are monk 1 then you are becoming tech 1 mm-hmm. so monk 2 tech 2 mm-hmm. so like that we have described what are all the phases in which we can achieve all this mm-hmm. sustainable living being an educator or a mentor and then walking in the path of truth mm-hmm. all this cannot be done in a day so mm-hmm. it's a process right now we have a community of tech monks mm-hmm. the best way to understand because when i start saying it is sustainable living it means different things to different people simplistic living which means like how much money you mean is simplistic because again if i say 10 rupees somebody will say 100 somebody will say 5000 and 1 lakh okay so is there a boundary so it's very difficult for explaining all these things okay we also attempted but overall sustainable living if we go and uh, like uh, uh, search on the internet or some books you will get to know but as a community what we are willing to offer is we have a farm now mm-hmm. you can uh, we invite people who are wanting to explore okay what is this all about better is to come and observe what we do okay this is the step 1 that we call it as monk 1 okay and if you somehow connect and think uh, like okay this is something which i was looking for mm-hmm. then we can move on to the next level okay so the next level te- uh, theoretically will be say there are many people who can't even make a living mm-hmm. which means to survive you need some money mm-hmm. survive matlab in our terms uh, like it's food shelter clothing health minimum mm-hmm. even that is not there i cannot do anything so if already somebody has the sustainability like uh, skills to survive i don't even use the word sustainability mm-hmm. first you should survive for survival you need to have some skills if somebody all this has all these skills then we can move to the next level but what about people who don't even have the skills for survival so they can learn with us okay once they learn they start make making themselves comfortable and survivable then you uh, take them to the next level so all this happens in we assist and mentor uh, as part of our community initiative to people who are willing to explore explore this yeah and uh, there is no fixed time frame here because somebody to understand what we are doing maybe they capture the whole thing in 5 minutes mm-hmm. maybe over a phone or a personal visit mm-hmm. and even like already if somebody has a skill which they have to just improve a little bit upon then so because of that we don't give a fixed timeline this is like a journey which we continue mm. that's it and it depends upon each and every individual mm. it cannot be given to a group saying that okay 
come let's take five members mm. follow this no it the tech monk uh, mentoring doesn't work like that it's a one on one independent capability based is there any eligibility criteria or something like that it's only age group which is 16 and above mm-hmm. who's exploring for this kind of a lifestyle okay thank you so much uh, bala sir it was a pleasure talking to you as always thanks asif and team mango that brings us to the end of this episode i've had the privilege to work with bala sir um, you know he helped me in making teaching aids for my class i really like how he understands the problem and comes with a solution that is made out of available materials so um here is my takeaway from this episode or any big problem can be broken down to fundamental pieces working on one piece at a time is the most sensible and easy thing to do second uh waste is a resource i think uh, when you visit adel lab you you know what i'm talking about you can literally feel that and the third is um, being frugal and then um learn by working um, the naitalim style oh in fact i decided to go brush up my fundamentals you know one concept at a time what about you um, what is your takeaway from this episode um, let us know in the comments or uh, send us an email at uh, hello@themango.co give us a follow on uh, soundcloud if you are uh, using google podcast app you can follow us there too all the links related to this episode are in the show notes right from artel lab to techmonk Hello Educator is produced by Mango Education. I'm the host of the show Asif Iqbal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Take care. Bye.